Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life is back. What up, JC? What up? What up, dude? You got some Michael Buffer action know, going man. on. Damn, you are energized. <laughs> Feels like a, a championship was won in your city or something like that, dude. Hey. You're hella hyped. Uh, you know, I'm hyped for a reason, man. You know, there was a big weekend this past weekend, my friend. <laughs> I can't match that energy, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to carry the, this. You have to this, carry the show. This, you can yeah, put on dude. you can put on the shoulders of LA right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, according to LeBron, city of champions, right? <laughs> city of champions. Uh, I mean, it has been good for LA the last couple of years. It's been alternating mm-hmm. sports. But before we get into that, let's let's talk about the Super Bowl in general, all right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that happens for the Super Bowl besides the game itself. That's how big of a spectacle it is. You know, you got the commercials. You got the halftime show. And the halftime show, what should we start with? Commercials or halftime show? Let's start with the halftime show. Okay. Right. What do you well, think? Dude, this halftime show is tailor-made for us, dude. It's literally speaking to our generation. Especially exactly. if you uh, you know, you're from Cali and stuff like that. That's it's dude. all a Cali love right there, you know? So it was I remember Snoop Dogg, well Dr. Yep. Dre, Dr. Snoop Dre. Dogg, uh, Eminem. Yeah, you got uh dollar 50 cent. Dude, that was the that was the surprise though. Uh, I heard this joke that uh, it's a full dollar now. It's not yeah, just exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, you got Mary J. Blige. Yeah. You got Kendrick Lamar, um, and then you got Eminem. Yep. Uh, which is kind of interesting, just because Kendrick Lamar isn't really kind of that. No. Uh, generation per se like early 2000s he was a little mm-hmm. bit more later if not mid 2010s as far as i'm concerned i'm sure he's been uh an artist even more but i guess these are all you know well he was la out of well him and snoop are the most la out of uh those yeah. guys but a wonderful sort of selection of mm-hmm. of artists and i think they killed it bro yeah i mean it was a throwback you know and it's cl- I mean, Snoop Dogg got all the swag in the world. It was funny. It was like they were all dressed in white or black, and this guy's wearing blue. Man, he was sea walking, dude. <laughs> the straight yeah, gangster, dude. man. He's a G. <laughs> he's a G, dude. Yeah, he is a G. <laughs> he is. He is an OG. That's what he is, dude. Yeah, he is Snoop an OG, is like, man. <laughs> he's like I, what, sixty years old at this point. I don't even know. Maybe like I mean, fifty something. I mean, just being just transparent you know these guys are older now and they mm-hmm. definitely have put on some you know dad weight i think most of them are parents you know but snoop dogg looks the same dude that yeah, guy snoop has looks... kept it slim yeah the slim snoop reaper definitely yeah. i mean he probably has that um the genetics man he's yeah. just kind of got that yeah. lanky genetics and that dude could probably eat all of the buffets in the world and he's oh, still gonna man. look the same it's just that's how he is yeah. dr dre However, looks a little mm. bit different from way he. Did. I think I felt mm. like Dr. Dre back in the day was a little bit more on the chunkier side. Yeah, he was this he was time. Husky. Husky yeah, boy. but this time he actually looks like he'd been hitting the weight room, dude. Yeah, Dr. yeah. actually, and he wanted to show those guns off, dude. Like he's dealing yeah, with different sure. kind of guns these these days. You know what I mean? And it's just uh, you know, uh, 
and uh, he's looking good, at least for for his age. Seems like he's put in work. And, and definitely the surprise cameo was Fifty Cent because he wasn't on the original bill, as you want to call it. Like the mm. trailer got me hyped. You know, mm. I don't know if you watched the trailer for the Super Bowl halftime show. I think the trailer came out like a couple weeks before, and I was like, dang man, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Kendrick Lamar isn't really doesn't really fit in terms of the age range of those guys, mm-hmm. but it's Kendrick Lamar, and I think they did they put him in there because L.A. and also he speaks to a younger demo, so mm-hmm. perfect, man. He, I mean, trying to hit everything. Yeah. His set was fire, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, if anything, I was most looking forward to Kendrick's uh, mm-hmm. at least part in the the whole presentation, and I you know appreciate all the other artists. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like West Coast rap and whatnot. But at least from an accomplished rapper point of view, mm-hmm. I think he's the one that has the most sort of legitimacy amongst like, you know, more hardcore hip hop fans. Because, yeah, you sure. know, Dr. Dre as a producer. Yes. You know, if he's all time, you know, yeah. one of the top producers mm-hmm. out there. He's had some hits as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of classics. But in terms mm-hmm. of just like lyrical skill out mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. I mean it might be sacrilege but I think Kendrick Lamar has kind of put himself in the upper echelon oh, sort I of agree. A, you know uh, uh, the Mount Rushmore of rappers yeah. out there right now and it's always under you know con- you know it's a lot. it depends on generations like us yeah. talking about like you know top players like is I know. It Jordan, who's the, who's is it the Kobe? goat yeah exactly right yeah. you know what I mean it's, it's, it's different generations right a lot of people yeah. say Drake a lot of people mm-hmm. say J. Cole, a lot of people say Kanye, a lot of people mm-hmm. say all of these things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, Kendrick Lamar is kind of like, I don't know, dude, he's it's kind of hard to find an equivalent actually from an no, athlete, it's, it athlete is. standpoint, dude. Is he like a Tim Duncan? No, he's got a little No, more dude, he's got way more swag. You know, I don't he's know, got way dude. More but swag. you know, it's like the legitimacy. Like when yeah. someone says Tim Duncan is one of the like the top power forwards, right? It's hard for people to kind of come back and say, "Nah, I don't think so." Right? I think I, I feel like Kendrick is like a Kobe dude because he's not the like he's not he's in a generation of he's 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 like dominant of his time, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to give O to the I don't know, like the MJ. Who's the MJ? I mean, a lot of people might argue like as a lyricist, you know, that you gotta. There's a lot of different levels to it, I'm sure, but. In terms of rapper, I mean, you got put Tupac up there, right? <laughs> you yeah, know? Tupac yeah. always got gets that. Uh, he's got that. He's got that. Uh, you know that 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 aura that just kind of mm-hmm. puts him up there. But mm-hmm. MJ, like goat level. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's you I've know, heard many it, arguments, many a yeah. YouTube video in terms of mm-hmm. people trying to find these comparisons. It's not apples to apples per se, but you can mm-hmm. kind of get the analogy, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of how people see these. With that mm-hmm. said, it was all star studded, dude. It was an all star yeah. freaking cast, you know, of, of performers. Mary J. Blige did her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eminem, you know, he made some statements. He made a political Yeah, I was going to say, there. yeah. He took the um, knee. He took the yeah. knee. But I don't know, man. He was, he was still doing his thing. Yeah. I, I, I was safe for the beard. I feel like he was kind of doing the same thing that he was doing, what, 20 years, 25 years mm-hmm. ago, dude. So, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Super Bowl LA. I mean, they, they did it right. Put a show yeah, down there, really dude. Did. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they brought in the right people to uh, represent LA and mm-hmm. put on a show. How did you like the set, though? The set, uh, 
You know, it's funny you ask. Um, I thought it was pretty creative. I like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't really kind of, like, was there anything L.A. particular about the set? I thought it I was think... good that they... I, yeah, after yeah. after um, reading up about the halftime show, because when it's mm-hmm. uh, when you're watching it, there's so much going on, so you're not paying yeah. attention to all the little details. Apparently, whatever was on the ground, it was a map of LA. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's and there there were some little tidbits. I think yeah. um, there I, I'm in this Facebook group in Long Beach or whatever, mm-hmm. and they said like one of the signs was like a classic like diner or like burger spot. Mm, um mm-hmm. in in long beach so people were hyped about that that live in long beach mm. that grew up in long beach because obviously snoop dogg is from lbc so you know he kind of mm. threw that bone out there so yeah there mm. i think there were little things mixed in there a um, little that, couple of easter eggs just to exactly. add uh, that extra la flavor to mm-hmm. the performance i actually am not surprised that they did that you know mm-hmm. add those those layers the richness to the performance and it mm-hmm. like what you said it's a little bit hard to kind of ingest all of that on the spot because you're trying mm-hmm. to listen to the music you're trying to see mm-hmm. them interact to me what stood out the most was the fact that it was like it, it was just more than a stage like it was just so dynamic mm-hmm. that they were kind of walking around uh and kind of going up and down the stairs mm-hmm. you know interacting with like there were instruments there there was band members obviously yeah. the most the most entertaining and meme worthy one was the descent <laughs> one yeah just hanging you know, upside, upside down. down which to me was like that was like the oh shit that was dope kind yeah, of moment because sure. it's just like it was like the original music video yes i don't know yeah. how long he was upside down when he was doing it bro like i <laughs> so when they panned him we were just like trying to figure out you're like right away it's like who is that and also like i think that's 50 cent and he definitely yeah. looks much thicker now so i thought it was i thought it was Eric donald for a little <laughs> yeah, bit <laughs> if you looked at if you watch the original music video that guy was shred city dude yeah, yeah. i mean no one wanted to mess with 50 cent back in the day yeah. but yeah dude i was worried man i was like that blood flow to the head man can he last long <laughs> I, know, man. Yeah. I mean if you if i hung you upside down right now jc you know at this at this juncture i don't know if you're gonna be able to stay uh You'd be able to rap long. I'll tell nah, you that dude, much. Definitely not, dude. <laughs> definitely not. I would have. I would last like two seconds. And drop. It. Seriously, if Fifty gained a lot of weight, man. So there's yeah. a lot of uh, yeah. There's a there's a lot of pressure there. I'm sure. I'm sure he waited the last split second before he did that. Dude. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun, man. It was. It, it was, was fun, worth, dude. The gag was definitely yeah. worth it. It's so memorable and. Yeah, it's one of the better ones because, mm-hmm. I mean, all due respect to the previous performers, like, I mean, there were years where they had Aerosmith, which is a yeah. big name in terms of mm-hmm. entertainment, but it didn't really resonate, at least with me and my generation. And mm-hmm. maybe the kids these days, you know, with all of the, I don't even know what the kids listen to these days, probably have yeah. the same reaction that we had when they had, like, I don't know, Garth Brooks or whatever yeah. <laughs> performing. <laughs> But to me, it was dope. I saw this tweet, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically said from people for people who were born between 1980 to 1990-something, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This show was about nostalgia, and then that generation of people would always complain or get annoyed when they brought Journey or Aerosmith, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But now, we're like, this is what it's about. But you realize, <laughs> holy crap, I think we're the old guys now. <laughs> yeah, we are, dude. Yeah. We are, but... Hey, whatever. Younger generation, Gen Z, suck it, man. Yeah. This is real hip-hop right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, you know it. You know it. So, yeah, I, I agree, man. I love I love the halftime show. It was awesome, man. It just... 
it, it hit on all the right notes. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been better if there was another different team that was playing as on my behalf, but <laughs> it it is what it is. Hey, they Funny. would still they would still be representing California, so it would have hey, been. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe for another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but funny mentioned that um, the theme was nostalgia because I felt like the theme of just the whole Super Bowl was nostalgia, mm. right? Um, mm-hmm. um, because at least in terms of like all the commercials, I felt like mm. a lot of familiar faces from around that time yeah, of 50 Cent, yes. of Eminem, yeah. were showing their faces like... You know, there was just a lot of sort of like familiar faces. There was Arnold and Salma Hayek. Yes. Which, you know, there was that one uh, commercial. I think it was a BMW commercial. Yep. There was the the Scrubs guys. That yeah. Was just like, Dude, I has, he looks old now, but then the other guy <laughs> looked the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I felt like a lot of the commercials were kind of pulling at those heartstrings. So they even I, had Lindsay Lohan, dude. <laughs> In one of the commercials, I think it's for Planet Fitness or something like that. Dang, and don't forget, dude, if you're a Jim Carrey fan, Cable Guy, like that was another. I don't know if you saw that one, but there was a. a I forgot what the commercial was for, but it was for like a, I don't know, internet company or something like that. Dude, so that's what I'm saying. It's just like a lot of these, you know, older generation. I mean, I don't know. It's like I don't know what got into the Super Bowl, but you know, like I don't know if these sort of references make sense to the younger generation or mm. are the de- the target demographics for the super bowl around our like millennials like i think the target million? is the millennials mm, i think we're the target because i think the younger generation although they're probably obviously interested in the super bowl also mm-hmm. but we're probably the meat and bones of the demo right now like usually f- football sports it's like 30s you know that really drive drive it so what are the kids doing? Are they on their TikToks and uh... Yeah, dude, they're on TikTok and stuff, man. They're watching highlights after the game. Like they need that shit condensed to like freaking yeah. twenty seconds, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. TikToks, like uh, Twitch, and yeah, all man. that, all that jazz. Yeah. They're not. They're they're about in the they're in the metaverse, dude. They're not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're in a different yeah. universe. They got their yeah. avatars and stuff like that. Like yeah. We're so that's what I'm saying. So it'll be interesting to see where these commercial Super Bowl, yeah. if there is still a Super Bowl in 20 years, maybe it'll be like you know Madden players that are gonna be. Bro, you you got you gotta you gotta understand these commercials that they're spent these companies are spending millions of dollars mm-hmm. on. They're targeting for people with disposable income. So who what age demo probably has disposable income? Not in your 20s, you know. Mm-hmm. Not in, in, in pre-teens. You're talking about what mid 30s to pat. To you know, anyone older, thirties older, yeah, man. Fascinating. Uh, so it makes me wonder, you know, what the commercials were, you know, fifteen, twenty years back, and if we were the targets, probably not. It'll be interesting to kind of look. We back probably thought the commercials were like, who is, who are these yeah, people? Like, why are they selling a Mercury Lesable? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't want a Mercury um, or whatever. Um, so with that said, yeah. were there, were there any? commercials that stood out to you I, I know i mentioned a couple yeah i actually really like the uh, the bmw with uh, arnold and selma i thought that was clever <laughs> man i thought it was really clever uh um another commercial that stood out was I, I know a lot of people were talking about this online there was a coinbase commercial where they just mm-hmm. had the the floating uh qr, QR code yeah the QR code. It, and everyone was just 
I was just staring at it and I really wanted to pull out my phone and yeah. scan the QR code. Um, and I think that's also, I, I might be wrong, but an ode to the an Office episode where mm-hmm. they would track the DVD kind of sign and they want it to hit the, the corner. Um, mm. Anyways, that was kind of cool. So how that about you? Cool. Did you check? Did you did you actually check check out where the QR code would send people? I I, I didn't. Would, I didn't. <laughs> I I thought that was one of the most sort of creative ones. It, it was definitely was not for a generation older than us. Like if it were yeah. you know my parents, no, or whatever, dude. <laughs> they would probably would be like, "What's wrong with a TV?" The, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, kind of deal. Yeah, it took me a minute to actually understand what it was about mm-hmm. and i was i was curious i thought is it like is it a nike thing because nike had always been sort of risque in terms of you know being able to be creative about their their ads they always have been mm-hmm. and so i was kind of curious i was like who the fuck would spend like millions and millions <laughs> of dollars for like you know this little this little gag mm-hmm. and then i saw the end of the commercial and i was like ah of course mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean so, those tech guys man those tech hey, companies man. hey man they they definitely know how to get your attention Mm -hmm. you know funny you mentioned that just because the commercial that stood out to me Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you know and we talked about this too was the crypto.com yeah yeah Uh, that's the one that really resonated with me out of i know man which is surprising because you're not (laughs) you're not the biggest fan of lebron let's just put it that way you respect him you respect his game okay but not the biggest fan yeah, not the biggest fan. With that said, mm-hmm. that was a really, really, really well done commercial. Yeah. So crypto, I, I, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know of crypto.com outside of like the Staples Center being renamed to them. Mm-hmm. But the commercial where LeBron, mm-hmm. current day LeBron, was talking to, I'm assuming, what, 2002, 2003 yeah. year old I think LeBron? 17, 18 year old LeBron? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and essentially kind of giving him, you know, updates on um, on what it, what has changed in the last, what, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Man, that was. And I know. love I love the, the tagline then. Fortune favors the bold. That was pretty yeah. cool, man. Yeah, Dude, exactly. that was. Yeah, it was, again, the theme of nostalgia, man. It, exactly. it really carried through that commercial embodied nostalgia. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, oh. A 37-year-old LeBron talking to an 18-year-old LeBron. This, I mean, fast forward 19, 20, 18 years or 19 years. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, and like all of the little details about that commercial yeah. where he was flipping through like the CD book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, you know, the harken to the future, right? Where yeah. cars were electric, yeah. which in many ways is true. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like... It's just such a creative way to kind of just I don't know to, to to use that nostalgia and for me, even this just CGI of the look of the the, the younger LeBron mm-hmm. was kind of dope, dude. Because I remember mm-hmm. I remember when he was in the cover of Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. where he looked like a young buck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's yeah. just kind of seeing that man. That was the winner commercial for me. I no, I think you. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I, I, I kind of, I kind of blanked on that, but I knew you were bringing up. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is afterwards, after that commercial aired, you know, people, you go online and you see people creating memes and stuff like that already. Mm-hmm. And there was older LeBron talking to younger LeBron, basically saying like, you know, the future is in your hands. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I see a lot of memes saying like, don't, don't, don't trade for Westbrook. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh man, it's oh, tailor made. That I like know. a little screenshot is yeah. That's oh, the, that, that, it's that like where they're sitting on the bed and it's yeah. like the catch <laughs> is like... don't trade for Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twenty years down the line or nineteen, uh, don't do it. Don't do it, yeah, young LeBron. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, man. Mm. Hey. Fortune favors the, the bulls. Right? I don't like, know if that worked out for the Lakers. Yeah, sometimes bold. fortune doesn't favor the bold. You know, it's it's not. A, you gotta oh, take some. Gosh. Hey, everyone takes lumps in life, right? Hey, dude, I know, I know. Uh, that was so funny. Um, but yeah, dude. Yeah. Outside of the commercials and the performances, you know, there was an actual game. I know. Which I wasn't trying to pay attention. You know, my parents actually called me and they were like, what are you uh. doing for the Super Bowl? I was like, nothing. I care about the Super Bowl. Um, but it ended up being an, uh, an exciting game, dude. Yeah, so it was. It thoughts? was exciting. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, the game was a barn burner. You know, it was 23-20 at the end of the, well, the final score. Mm-hmm. And it came down to... Uh, with the, you know, it came down to Aaron Donald, really. But <laughs> but the, the game you talking ha- about the game two weeks ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, sounds the, hella familiar. Yeah, man, this guy should be the MVP. No, I mean, uh, a Cooper Cup ended up being MVP, which is justified. But mm-hmm. the game itself was a grind, man. I think the first half, the Rams were looking good, mm-hmm. but OBJ was killing it, and then, dude. Once he hurt his knee and has, I think, I think reports are saying he's tore his ACL, the mm-hmm. same ACL that he hurt already, which is brutal for him, man. I feel bad mm-hmm. for him because this is contract year. He's, he's not even, he, you know, he's a free agent and that's brutal, dude. I, I'm glad he got a ring out of it, if anything, mm-hmm. given that he tore his ACL again. Mm-hmm. That's rough, man. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think when you saw OBJ just pull up? lame on a non-contact injury when i when i saw it i was just like that might be game over for him and the first thought that came to me to my mind was clay yeah (laughs) you know what i mean yeah because you know and i was just like dude that would be brutal you know if they if he gets hurt it um and he'd be out for an extended period of time you know even with modern medicine i almost don't expect him to be able to play at the start of this upcoming season, mm. if at all, I don't um, think so, man. and then thinking like, man, is this like uh, you know an omen in terms of what's going to happen, right? Like if you mm-hmm. get an injury, like what? How are the Rams going to respond to you know losing such a big time player, uh, you know, on on the brightest lights? So mm-hmm. that's essentially what came into to my mind when it happened, um, but. Obviously, it was a different result with the, what happened to Clay. Well, well, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, uh, the the injury in terms of a back to, I mean, I a torn ACL, torn ACL. I mean, just like major injuries coming back to back, and you just like, do you want this guy to catch a break? Since you know OBJ has uh, justifiably so in his own way, mm-hmm. um, has always been a lightning rod for mm-hmm. for you know he he's probably the most famous football player to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he has the most followers on freaking instagram or social media and he's he's honestly put his head down this past year except for his dad i think his dad tweeted some or like liked a a video that took apart baker mayfield um Mm. but yeah like he's he's put his head down and he came to the rams and it paid off until because he got they got him into the super bowl and 
it sucks that he got hurt and it's a serious injury too so mm. i mean we hope we hope he can get back just because he's he's 30 now i think and mm. football is even more unforgiving sport than basketball so i don't know man the game speaking of un- unforgiving the game was I mean, it was brutal. I, I it mean, was. These, these players were, were playing really hard. Yeah. I think we were texting each other during the game, and, mm-hmm. you know, players were dropping left and right. Started with Stafford yes. kind of spraining his ankle mm-hmm. in, in one play. And I thought it looked bad. I thought he, yeah. would, he would it was game over for him. Uh, and credit to him for, for powering through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, Joe Burrow took Ooh, a really, yeah. you know, bad hit. You could see in the slow motion mm-hmm. replays where he was like, exclaiming in pain yeah. you know when it happened and i thought it was game over for him as well i thought it was definitely game over for him after seeing him scream exactly like, on the it. on the on the field i'm like yeah, oh i'm actually kind of curious i haven't looked it up as to how bad his knee was he was partying afterwards i guess it was apparently bad. he's it's not that bad he said it's a sprained knee he's fine yeah, <laughs> i don't hey, look bad i tell you that i know it, it did look bad i was like i think he tore his something he yeah, tore dude. something exactly oh. Um, and so it was, it was a war of attrition at that point. And and as with any playoff Mm -hmm. run in any sport, Mm -hmm. right? Like once people start dropping and key players start dropping, the fates of teams kind of shift at that point in Mm -hmm. time. Um, and, and the game played out that way. So the Rams were, were more in control in the beginning Mm-hmm. Um, but when OBJ got hurt, they struggled mightily. Like I think they struggled to get Cooper Cup going because they started doubling him and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so the game got close, and Cincinnati Cincinnati actually took the lead. So they were up like twenty sixteen down the stretch, mm-hmm. you know. But when Burroughs got pulled up a little gimpy, then the tides turned, man. When the Rams got the ball back, it was their one shot, you know. Like in the fourth quarter, it was do or die. Then you know to get down to the field and. And you called it, bro. You, you messaged me, and you're like, I've seen this story before. It's Cooper Cup time. And given that they did double double him up until that point, you're right. They found mm-hmm. a way to get Cooper Cup going, and I think they changed the formations and stuff like that. They put him in different spots on the field, which got him going because they were going against a zone. But anyways, you called it, bro. You called <laughs> it. Uh, I mean, I, I like what you said. I saw the story two weeks back. It was brutal for me to experience that because I was put, I mean like, I won't make any you know I, I wanted Cincinnati to win mm. you know what I mean so I was I mean you got the Burrow RC exactly the exactly yeah. among other reasons but yes <laughs> um and I, I don't know dude it was just it was painful to watch it was like a you know I seen this story before you you figured that you know teams would learn mm. in terms of being able to do it but i think it's just a testament to the execution of the rams in terms of being able to you know identify what led them and got them to that level and execute the the plays mm-hmm. and of course the players being able to really kind of you know make some 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 plays i mean cooper cup had you know one of the most magical seasons and yeah. i guess it, you know you can't really stop uh, you know, a magical season when it happens, and lo and behold, you know the Rams. Uh, so hard for me to say, <laughs> the Rams are Super Bowl champions. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, dude. I mean, mm. it was entertaining game outside mm. of you know, you know, bitterness aside. Uh, entertaining game, and I think the NFL won in terms of, you know, majority of the games 
this playoff oh yeah season man. dude i mean it was just one of the greatest sort of postseasons i can remember i'll tell you that i agree i think it's been one of the greatest postseasons that i can remember and of course there has been iconic moments in the past but in as a totality of every game of this year's playoffs for the nfl i think every game has gone down to the wire mm-hmm. which is incredible man yeah crazy crazy season uh, so yeah. how has la been celebrating this whole thing because i've shut b- put blinders on what's put crazy is like you know there's a lot i mean of course la was celebrating but there's a lot of talk about maybe mcveigh might retire or D- aaron donald might retire mcveigh yeah He's, i know there's I talk he... there's actual talk why um i don't think he will but uh he's he's openly said about like I think this is a new generation and how and we we've been seeing this trend not for coaches but for players to go out earlier you know mm. patrick uh, willis right mm. um uh andrew luck you know mm. he, he he retired at age 29 dude and this guy is an incredible quarterback mm-hmm. like he shook he, he basically shook the whole colts franchise and fans mm-hmm. when he just decided to hang them up so aaron donald another guy that's has is contemplating it i think Again, this sport about concussions and stuff like that, these players are more smart now. They're not about putting their bodies to the point where they can't enjoy life later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, McVeigh, I think, is just the grind of uh, the season and not being able to spend time with family. Mm-hmm. And which is really cool because, look, life is always greater than a game, right? And mm-hmm. these guys have families. You know, Tom Brady retired, he, although he is 44, because he wanted to spend more time with family. Mm-hmm. And you're a family man. You you probably would know that if you dedicate so much time to your your job, you mm-hmm. know, for so many years, your family wants you, needs you, right? So mm-hmm. I respect. I don't know about McVeigh, but I respect, let's say, Tom Brady, who's like, hey, you know what? I I'm the ultimate competitor, but shoot, man, my kids are growing up, and the I can't get that back. You know, that mm-hmm. time with them, I can't get back. Yeah. Uh, uh, while I agree. It's easy for these guys that have won a ring yeah, yeah, to be course, able to consider that. Because yeah. rest assured, I'll tell you this. If Aaron Donald didn't win this ring this year, he would come back. back. Yeah, he would come back. The only yeah. reason is because he won the ring. Exactly. You know, he right? accomplished he his goal. get some closure for yeah. that. Patrick Willis never got that I know. that ring to get that closure. Yeah. You know, There's that void in his, uh, in his career to be mm-hmm. able to do that. So... Hey, you know, uh, you know, if you reach the top, you kind of want to leave at the top. Exactly. And, yeah. and um, I, I understand that. And, but... and we know this the most is you're you're you've been a Manny Pacquiao fan for a long time, Pac-Man. It's the hardest for boxers to go out on top mm-hmm. because they're fighters and they mm-hmm. grew up fighting. But there's a point where, as a fan or whatever, yeah, sure, you want to see them fight more because you're such a fan. But there's a point where you're like, dude, it's time to hang it up. Yeah. You know, it's it's not going to be good for you. But mm-hmm. that's the hard part, man. It's hard to walk away when you're a champ, dude. Mm-hmm. You always feel like you can be the champ. You can yeah. you can you can beat the next guy. But yeah. It's it's interesting. Um I'm sure LA had its party and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone's enjoying that and you know, best of luck to McVeigh and Aaron Donald if whatever they decide to do. Mm-hmm. Hang it up, please do. Please do. Um Well, I'll tell uh, you this. I mean, I you know, I'm still wary of COVID, so I wasn't one of those people out there. I literally watched the game at home by myself with mm. my with my fiance, but who's not a football fan, so she was just watching for the uh, the commercials and halftime show. So mm. 
I didn't feel the partying, but I'm sure LA was rocking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I know people were throwing up fireworks in LA. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of footage out there of just you know local fireworks. People, yeah. people getting getting crunk. You know. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, new Rams fans. Oh yeah, there. dude. You know, hop onto the bandwagon, man. <laughs> I mean, the Rams. You know, they came from LA. For a long time ago, but they were in St. Louis for a long time. So yeah, a long time, yeah. and they won yeah. over there. They as did, well. they did. So um, yeah. hey, congrats to the the LA Rams. Um, you know, for a wonderful season. I, I wanted to ask you something. So I saw something on, on social media mm-hmm. that so- someone tweeted. It's always awkward that they hand the the trophy to the owner first. Do you agree with that? Like they hand this. Tr- don't don't get me wrong. There, there's some great owners out there, but for the most part, a lot of people, the casuals, they don't know who this old guy is. You mm, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, is it weird to you that when celebrating, a lot of times they hand the trophy to the owner first? I know he pays the bills and it's his mm. team, but it's like we don't know you. <laughs> like, as a fan, I don't know who this guy is. Um, I haven't thought of that because yeah. it's not like there were any recent championships for for me to mm. celebrate recently to 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 rekindle that feeling. It's been a while. It's like uh, it's like you know, like when the Warriors win, right? If they're gonna, they're probably they might have they might win this year, right? They they give yeah. it to uh, Joe Lacob, you know, mm-hmm. like you know who Joe Lacob is, yeah. And he's gonna be like, oh, this is for the fans. I'm the owner, but do you really give a shit what he says? Like honestly, well, for the Warriors, I think for that, um, for for our championships, it kind of made sense because he really did pull the organization out mm-hmm. of the mud. We had one of mm-hmm. the worst, mm-hmm. uh, you know sort of front offices and ownership mm. groups back in the day. So mm. I think contextually, it mm. kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a casual Warrior fan, you kind of understand the journey that the... Mm. He doesn't even call himself an owner. He calls himself like the governor oh, of yeah. the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. So like there's just so, some sort of sensitivity mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that our front office has. Mm. I don't know if that's the case for other organizations, yeah. the Rams being one of them, for example, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, if it were the Lakers, right, with Jerry Buss. From well, yeah, that would day, make right? sense. That for sure. Exactly. You right. know? Even like, Genie Buss now, they would. Exactly, they would make right. Sense. There, there's, there's certain, you know, whatever, front offices. Like Mark there, Cuban, that, that, right? Yeah, that, that, that really kind of carry the mantle proudly mm-hmm. uh, of, of the, their respective organizations. Now, if it were, you know, like those Washington football team mm-hmm. guys that had all the trouble, yeah. you're kind of like, eh, it's kind of a little yucky mm-hmm. to celebrate them. So I think it's contextual. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not a casual, it might make more sense. But at least from my most recent experience, the Warriors, uh, you know, it made sense. At least our our again, it kind of seems pretentious, but our governors mm-hmm. are uh, I don't know. They really care. I I, I must say, mm-hmm. uh, compared to what we had before, where it was right. kind of reminiscent of this other Northern California mm. uh, team, which we'll talk about soon enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, that's a good transition. You know, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl is a wrap, and the Rams won it in a, in a, a home game, pretty much. Which is weirdly back to back years. The Super Bowl has been with the winning home team. So yeah, it's very I'm odd. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna cool it on the hater raid and <laughs> definitely kind of congratulate the Rams. Mm-hmm. Well done, well executed. Thank, uh, you know, thanks for the 
great season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got it out. You got it out. So I got it out, dude. I'm trying to. I need I need more of this beer to be able to kind of loosen me up. Well, I'll, I'll help you out. We'll transition to the NBA now, all right? Mm-hmm. So the trade deadline's passed, and it was just as much as there was a fireworks show in L.A. after the Super Bowl, there was a fireworks show in the, the NBA. They wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that they were in the headlines also. So mm-hmm. we had a lot of stuff going down, a lot of finality to a lot of the drama, which only leads to more drama now, right? <laughs> because this whole Harden thing leading up to the trade deadline, which no one thought Harden would actually be traded, but leading up to it, you're like, oh, shoot, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. I mean, he's sitting out games leading up mm. to the trade, di- trade deadline. And you're like, is he really hurt? You know? <laughs> and there's the rumblings of like Harden and not liking playing with part time Kyrie, you know, and mm. KD and Harden feeling mm. just. And boom, we got a trade, bro. That I guess Daryl Morey Woj knew, bomb. man. Yeah, Woj bomb. Harden so, for Ben Simmons, bro. I mean, yeah. it's, it's more complicated. Seth Curry went in that Andre Drummond, two first picks. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's the trade, man. What do you think? I thought I thought inevitably something was going to happen with Ben Simmons. I didn't think that it was going to be this 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 magnitude. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that you kind of think about it and the things devolving from the big 3 uh, you know, in over in Brooklyn, it kind of made sense. And uh, I don't know, it might be one of these cases where two malcontents being traded for each other might end up being the best situation for both teams, right? Because Ben Simmons was empty baggage in Philadelphia. He, you know, he wasn't even playing, dude. Mm-hmm. So from a Philly standpoint, save for sending Seth and all of the other assets there, they really gain another player, right? Yeah. That can actually kind of help them. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is playing at an all-time high right now. Yeah, might MVP. even be the leading MVP yeah. candidate right now. Mm-hmm. So getting someone of James Harden's caliber, another MVP winner, mm-hmm. to supplement his season. Now, there are fit concerns, but in terms of just from a talent standpoint, mm-hmm. getting zero and getting, you know, a plus, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it, you know, it really helps Philly. And on the other side of the spectrum, it seems like shit was not going well in, no. in, in Brooklyn anyway, like... It, hearing all of these sort of rumblings where Harden had issues about how, the system, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not being ISO like mm-hmm. what he was doing in Brooklyn. And then obviously Kyrie's drama, which, mm-hmm. you know, is a mess in itself. And the KD being hurt and all of that kind of stuff. Right. They only played, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 16 games yeah. together. Isn't that crazy? Like yeah. I think it was they were saying it was 15 months ago that Harden was traded to the the Nets, and 15 mm-hmm. months later he's with Philly. That's insane. And the, the whole talk was this is a super team. They would they would win a chip, and this year they, it would be the year. But you know, not one, not two, not three. Uh, didn't yeah. happen, man. It was never meant to be. This, you know, you you on paper put put together three superstars you're like the talent's overwhelmed but can their personalities can can they share the ball happily that's another that's that's tbd right and i guess the tbd turned out no yeah exactly so in this case you know if james harden was just gonna be you know you know babying his hammy might as well get ben simmons who's yeah. been 
probably raring to go to play mm-hmm. might actually be a better fit in yeah. Brooklyn yeah. where, you know, they have their scorers that can, you know, focus on scoring mm-hmm. probably a little bit more shooting than he had at Philly with, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to Embiid. Ben Simmons can probably just play his game, play that Draymond role, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. be able to, you know, benefit uh, and, and give a boost to the Brooklyn situation. So and sneakily, Brooklyn's been on a, a, you know, on a on a tailspin. Ooh, too, right? yeah, I think they lost eleven straight. But look, I mean, that's Katie's been hurt, so so you know, mm-hmm, I mean, it's exactly. freaking Kyrie's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he literally he's not playing games that he can't play. So exactly. Yeah, and that needs to give you know a little bit of his extra weight for Brooklyn. I don't even know what you're trying to say. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but I think the trade benefits both teams in a weird way, right? Like, normally that's not the case. But I do yeah. think both both sides will be happy just because, as you said, they're uh, Phillies replacing production that just is not there. Now they have an all-star uh, caliber Perimeter player, player, Perimeter yeah. player. And then the other way, Ben Simmons, you know, he's a facilitator and he won't be needing the ball as much as Harden or demanding it. And then you add Seth Curry, who, as you know, the Currys can shoot and Seth can mm. shoot. Drummond, they need a big man. Boom, there you go. Mm. Right. So we'll see. I want to see these two matched up, these yeah. two teams, man. Yeah, they may be. They may be on a crash course to yeah. meet each other in the playoffs at some point, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating matchup with all of the sort of the narratives around it and. It's one of those cases where, you know, these mega blockbuster trades mm-hmm. might end up being best case scenario for both teams. So, yeah, we'll big see. On, the, on both teams for making it happen. And, and I do want to mention this. We had a good laugh about this. When the All-Star selections were happening, and it was Team LeBron and Team KD, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> and this adds to the fuel of the drama. The trade had just happened, mm-hmm. and they're selecting the, the All-Star teams Mm-hmm. basically a day later on TNT. This is the live picks, right? Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal are mm-hmm. all there, right? And James Harden, of course LeBron sets it up whether mm-hmm. for KD to, to potentially select James Harden. It was either James Harden or Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. And this man, KD, was like, I need a big man. I need a big man. He passes on selecting James Harden, who is probably... Is he on the top 75 list players? I don't know. But anyways, I think he is. He passed the top 75 all-time great players for Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Rudy Gobert is an amazing defensive specialist. Mm. But we're talking about Harden, who is was his teammate. Mm. (laughs) Man, dude, the petty is there, bro. (laughs) It wouldn't be the NBA without the pettiness, right? It wouldn't be the NBA without the pettiness. And... I don't know, you know, uh, you know, being a Warrior fan and mm-hmm. being uh, scorned by by KD, mm. it's kind, it was kind of like a, it was poetic justice as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. to see him kind of, you know, move away from the Splash Brothers and mm-hmm. and go over to the unavailable brothers with Kyrie oh, and man. Ben Simmons and in many ways, <laughs> you know, unavailable cousin with James Harden there as well. So I was I was laughing mm-hmm. greatly at that. Outside of the drama and how KD was trying to keep a straight face doing the whole thing. LeBron was just cracking. Yeah, up. I think he, he was, was covering just, his face with a clipboard yeah, that he yeah. had. He was just like, Yeah, this you cannot make this up, this kind of drama. Mm-hmm. And it was kinda of interesting to see it and yeah. hey man. Hey, that's what happens, you know? Yeah. And and let's let's I do wanna mention this because, you know, we have Al 
who has guested in our podcast. So we got to talk about the Sacramento Kings because they did pull a stunning trade. If anything, this was more stunning of a trade than James Harden and Ben Simmons because you could see that potentially happen. But this, I don't think many people saw coming. The Sacramento Kings traded Tyrese Halliburton. And if you've watched our card rips, we get hyped when we get a Halliburton rookie card rc because he's actually a a really great like really good player that's developing fast man you know you could just see it you know and he's hungry and he loves being a king yeah which again i'm not i don't want to you know trash the kings but not many players have talked glowingly about being a king Mm -hmm. c webb is one of them he loves being a king right Mm -hmm. which is why he's beloved so Mm -hmm. they traded Halliburton for Sabonis and you know there were some other insulinary pieces but that's mm-hmm. that's the the heart of it right mm-hmm. it's stunning bro I'm I'm still shook yeah no. I, I was more shook than Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> and this because, he was shook <laughs> yeah he was shook he was shook if you don't want to trash on the Kings then I will trash on the Kings no. and it, it no it, I mean it, I'll it, trash on the Kings I'm just <laughs> saying like you know yeah yeah no, no but it's when it happened you know, and I have my connections up to Northern California, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people in the Sacramento area. Mm-hmm. And the fans were furious, dude. Mm. People were texting me about Kings News, <laughs> my friends, and they were like, "What? What the hell are they doing?" Like they were so furious about this trade, just because, like what you said, Tyrese wanted to be there, and you I, you sent me a couple links and articles about how upset Tyrese was. Oh, yeah. As recent as two weeks ago, he was at a press conference yes, and I he was that. talking about how he wanted to, you know, change the direction of the team mm-hmm. over there. You know, and given how that 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 organization has struggled for years, rarely do you find players. I mean, look at Marvin Bagley. Yeah. He wasted a number two pick for them, and he was just malcontent mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And for once, they were able to find a talent that played the right way, mm. was not disappointing, mm. uh, and really was all in on the organization, the team, and the community. It was just like, what are you guys doing? Mm. Um, Preach, and- brother. Preach. And, and it was it was really shocking, and a lot of the Kings fans' friends were they were really really disappointed that they would do something crazy as this. Because uh, even from a basketball standpoint, like he's cheap, like he's still on a rookie deal, like there's so many sort of pluses to having him in the organization, um, and he's been killing it on the court too, like outside of that. So yeah, they were not happy, but. I don't know. After a couple of games of seeing Sabonis, I've been kind of trying to touch base with the team there. It seems like Sabonis has been able to kind of provide a a presence that mm. that, that, that squad has not seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and Sabonis is a good player. Let's not yeah. get that twisted, yeah. right? Like, he really is. He's an all-star player, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But I guess that's the price that you have to pay. Really, really high price. Yeah, it's a steep price. An all-star player. Because an organization like the Kings need to really give value to get value yeah compared to other organizations i mean you hit it right on the head i think the the king's organization it, there's been a lot of missteps and they're trying to correct on those missteps but a lot of times over correction because as you said they have a history and when you have a history you got to clean the slate it's like gambling for example you don't you keep doubling it doesn't that means you're in the hole more 
what you got to do is walk away. You know, it's a fallacy to think you're going to get that money back because the odds are always going to be stacked against you. So instead of walking away and cleaning a slate and be like, all right, let's really focus on what we have in front of us, which is we drafted this kid. Mm. We chose this kid. And we're looking to deal him right away now when he's developing for Sabonis. Again, a great player. But Mm. what are we gaining in the long term of things? Is Sabonis really going to get us to the level of a championship? And not to say Halliburton would, but we would have more runway as a development. And you as a Warriors fan knows this. Like Developing players, homegrown players, there is a lot of merit to it. Mm. Especially when they show that potential. You know, mm-hmm. and you can get them on that rookie skill contract and you can worry about once you develop them, that's when you can track people to your team. Mm-hmm. The all stars, you know, mm-hmm. like add that third or fourth key ingredient. And no, they want to shortcut that process. And that's the part when you go down the wrong hole, when you try to shortcut the process. Yeah, that's a very, very good analogy with the gambling mm-hmm. thing, right? Just because you get so much in the red that you're trying to hit that home run. Yeah. To really kind of get you back, you mm-hmm. know, in in you know even water and so to speak in terms mm-hmm. of of getting that, and I think and I I was telling my 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 Kings friends uh, about this, but I do feel like the Kings are just so thirsty, yeah, to become relevant as soon as possible mm-hmm. that you know they they are trying to kind of cut corners to be able to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like, I mean, let's, let's not get it twisted. Like Tyrese wasn't helping them win right now. That's the reason why they had to make the trade, right? I mean, if he was doing that, but the timing of it, I don't know. Like, why now specifically? Yeah. I mean, what are they gunning for, right? Like, are they just trying to get to a play-in game? I think they are. With Sabonis? I think they are and trying to get what? Like. What what happens? I think their focus is to just break the 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 non playoff spell. They want to get in the playoffs, give fans hope, because there hasn't been much hope for a, quite a while, man. And they had fired Luke Walton recently too. You know that was mm-hmm. supposed to be a coach that they could get behind a young coach, uh, part of the Warriors tree, right? Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr tree, but it didn't work out. You know, it was another decision that didn't pan out. So they're like, all right, well, we have to give fans hope. You know is Halliburton like that's down the line you know like it's true yeah. though it's gonna take a couple of years I mean yeah he's showing promise but to be winner it takes years you know to really develop that kind of camaraderie chemistry amongst other that the team you know it makes you wonder though that whoever's making the decisions are they just making their decisions because they're on the clock to make some moves right now mm. like if they had more of a leash to be able to kind of turn things around like say five years mm-hmm. Right. Would they have held out longer, you know, mm-hmm. um, and try to see what they could do, get another draft pick? Mm. I mean, I'm, it's just kind of a mess, dude. It's well, just like, yeah, I think you, you kind of hit it uh, on, on like there, there's a there's merit to what you're saying, because like with any job, right, job security potentially can give you a different way of looking at things. Right. You can look mm-hmm. at things. Um, more in the broad spectrum but if you feel pressure to give results now your decisions will be very different you're like all right well Halliburton I mean is he gonna help us win this year no Mm -hmm. but will Sabonis yeah hell yeah he will he'll definitely get you more wins this year I mean this guy is an all-star and he actually fulfills a need that they don't have 
which is yeah. someone inside an inside presence. Like, you know, uh, Holmes is not, I mean, he's shown some flashes, but he's not on Sabonis's level. Mm. And we're talking about the West where it's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to compete in the West, you know? So I think, yeah. Yeah. So it just makes you wonder, like, why are the, are they making their decisions, these decisions for themselves as opposed to making it for the organization mm. long term? Yeah. Well, I guess who knows what kind of pressure they have. Yeah. Maybe, maybe ownership is just like, dude, if we don't do this, if we don't turn this around within the next year or so, they're going to move us to Seattle or something mm-hmm. like that, where they're just like, oh shit, like we can't, you know. We got to make the move now, but I don't know, man. I felt like they lost a lot of fans by mm-hmm. trading out Tyrese. Mm-hmm. So whatever fans they gain by making the playoffs is just kind of like an even status quo position anyway, right? So I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, only time will tell at this juncture. You know, maybe they do end up, Sabonis ends up balling out and next year they solidify a playoff position in, instead of the play-in because they were able to build off this year. Um, because again, the, a lot of the old, the, the perennial teams that are, are up top, let's say the Warriors, um, mm-hmm. you know, these superstars are getting older. So maybe Fox and Sabonis being a little younger, who knows, who knows at the end of the day, right? Like you said, war of attrition, you know, sometimes youth provides you that because they don't get hurt as much. So we'll see. Only time will tell. Maybe, maybe these shrewd moves on the surface were like, what? They're like, suck this, you know? Yeah. Look at we us now. See. Yeah, we, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. We shall see. But what a crazy trade that I know. Man. I know. It's, just, it's so much action. And mm-hmm. these are just the major moves. There's still a lot of uh, other, you know, mediocre moves that were made. But mm-hmm. they could, you know, they could shift a, a playoff series mm-hmm. with some of the moves that were, were made out there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. The NBA keeps it compelling as always yeah yeah and to end this podcast let's let's throw you a bone man you know since the the rams won the super bowl the <laughs> lakers and the warriors played recently <laughs> and la did not win this matchup oh dude oh man it was a close game too it was a, it was a barn burner it was just like the super bowl it was a barn burner it was down to the last couple possessions mm-hmm. and i mean who showed up who showed up? You, you tell me. I don't want to break the news, you know? Well, before I, I, I spoil the surprise, mm. the Warriors won, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was actually kind of worried about this mm. game even before mm. it happened, you know? The Warriors actually had not been playing that well mm-hmm. for the past couple games. They are actually are kind of playing poorly and sputtering, dude. Yeah. Prior to this Laker-Warrior game, the Warriors had lost two straight games. Um and after the Laker game, they actually lost another game. So they really are actually going, getting to the All-Star weekend deadline, sputtering and, and losing steam. With that said, we were saved against the Lakers by, uh, you know, a, a vintage performance Man. by number 11, Clay yeah. Thompson, where in the fourth quarter, mm. I think he scored 16 points, mm-hmm. just hitting these Clay-esque Game 6 Clay threes daggers to you know to get the lakers to hold that l and uh you know it was it was on hot water for a little bit i know you you had your reservations about Mm -hmm. the game and you you you, what you ended up saying was came into fruition Mm -hmm. um but outside of you know a clay thompson uh you know mega performance i don't know if the Warriors would have won that but i'll take that w in a classic saturday night matchup 
against the Lakers. Nah, that was a classic matchup, too. The Lakers need every game now, and they, they competed. Don't get me wrong. They really did. You know, They were giving their best effort, and Russell Westbrook actually played a, a solid game. It wasn't on <laughs> him. Uh, I think, actually, LeBron just didn't lost gas at the end. He was missing a couple bunnies. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clay showed up, man. This guy, you can't give him any airspace. You know, there was a, there was a possession. I think, um, I think the Warriors missed, and then the ball bounced to Clay, and he just hit a three. And LeBron didn't close out in time because it was a, it was a ricochet rebound, and that was another momentum shifter. You know, and yeah. it's just those little things, man. You know, the Lakers just never get it right this year, right? They just can't get that one stop that they need, and they can't score on the one play that they need to. LeBron was at the free throw line, could tie the game, you know? Mm. With three free throws, he misses the first, right? And you're like, well, shoot, you missed the first. I mean, we obviously know you make the second, you try to intentionally miss the third. I mean, that often doesn't go, you know, it takes a miracle at that point, you know? So, yeah, it just just didn't, the ball didn't bounce the way that the— the Lakers wanted to and the Warriors are a great team man and the thing is you guys didn't have Dre so it was one of those games where I know it was a away game we were hoping the Lakers can can steal it but they didn't they couldn't they couldn't steal it man and you know what I, I do want to give props to Clay, man as, as hard as it is and I hated seeing him hit those shots because I want the Lakers to win but mm-hmm. he came up clutch man oh yeah he came up clutch exactly and it was funny our our exchange was like a it was almost like an uh you know we both were trying to be pessimistic at the same time yeah. about, about things and i have good reason though i have good reason yeah, yeah. you <laughs> generally are even keeled that's what yeah. i'm saying and i was just trying to say dude we're actually struggling and i i, I think the 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 warriors are i don't know man it just doesn't feel right like mm. they just haven't been playing well but you're right what you what you have seen majority if not mm-hmm. all the Laker games this season and you could just kind of tell that they always find a way to you know to mess things up and just not execute and sure enough I saw it firsthand and I'm happy to take the L mm-hmm. glad to see Clay at least show that he is capable of mm-hmm. having these throwback nights he's not completely where we want him to be just mm-hmm. yet they only increased his his minutes recently mm-hmm. So it's nice to know that we still have that in our back pocket. But this Warrior team is not championship caliber. Mm. As much as we won that game, mm-hmm. without Draymond Green playing at a high level, you know, yeah. the best we can do is, you know, win by a hair mm-hmm. against a struggling Laker team. Yeah. And a lot of work to do, but mm-hmm. I'll take that W. Yeah, we'll see because at this point in the season, I think it's a grind now. So I think once these these uh, especially for the Warriors once they get to the all-star break they can kind of rejuvenate and then really refocus to sprint to the finish and 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 gain momentum into the playoffs and you us being a basketball fan for so many years and seeing championship teams it it is the doldrums of the season but once the all-star break passes these championship like the the ones that really aspire for the championship they really do gear up they become refocused and lock in because it's a grind, man. Like, you know, I'm sure everyone's going through their knickknacks and injuries and stuff like that. So, you know, just to be feel like, hey, let, let's let's get this run going. And I'm excited to see what the Warriors do. We'll see if the Lakers, what kind of, what the Lakers will do with the play-in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Honestly, I love the play-in. 
You know, because if it wasn't for the play-in, I don't think the Lakers would be in the playoffs. <laughs> so let's go play <laughs> It's going to be Lakers-Kings. Oh, man. Hey, you that know what? So if Sabonis action. ends up hitting the game-winning shot, <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's end with that, bro. Let's, you know, it's end with some good news for you. But for the Super Bowl, congrats to the Rams, you know, mm-hmm. for, for all the LA fans that listen to this podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, and we'll see what happens next year. We'll talk more football and more Niners in the offseason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So congrats to the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done. And we, we got more to talk about with next weekend when the All-Star uh, game happens and stuff like that. So stay tuned. A lot of stuff happening. And yes, if you haven't checked out the last rib, JC hit on some heaters. So please <laughs> check out our Instagram, and we'll link that down below. Please take care and thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.